Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I don't only sow, but I receive. And we've been receiving since Wednesday, and God has been moving. And I want to just share with you in the next few minutes what God has laid in my heart. And I believe that God is doing wonderful things. And I believe last night has set the tone. I told Dr. Barker that I saw in the spirit something pierced in the heavens as that word was being delivered. And I believe there's a mighty breakthrough for all of us. For every family, every married couple, your children, your finances, there is a breakthrough. I believe that that word pierced the darkness and the windows of heaven are now open on our behalf for 2022. How many say amen? amen. Look at your neighbor and say the best is yet to come. There is a um, gentleman by the na name of West or West Cravens. He's a director in Hollywood. And in the 1970s, he had read in the Los Angeles Times several articles on refugees that were fleeing to the U.S. And they were coming from Cambodia, from Laos, from Vietnam. And they were suffering from a syndrome called Asian Death Syndrome. And as they were studying, these doctors were studying what was going on, it was that these people were having nightmares. And many of them were dying in their sleep. And this caused him to produce or direct a movie called A Nightmare on Elm Street, which came out in 1984. But it was based on these newspaper articles and based on these events that had happened because of the nightmare that these people were going through. They were getting all these flashbacks. And many of them were saying, I don't want to go to sleep because I'm not sure if I'm going to wake up. Many soldiers from Vietnam heard the testimony of one that when he had came back, he had studied, he got married, had two kids, and one day his wife finds him in the, his kitchen floor, and he had tried to commit suicide three times because he couldn't take the nightmare that he was going through. Eventually, he got help and was healed and delivered, and then testified and said, the reason why I went through this hell was to help someone else. When I started looking up the word nightmare, the word nightmare is it's thought to be an evil spirit formerly thought to oppress people during sleep. Now, the word night makes sense, but mare doesn't because mare is a female horse. But by the 14th century, they had 
put the words together and Mayor became what they call this evil spirit that produced feelings of suffocation while people slept. Now, we all have a dream. And a dream is synonymous to a vision or purpose. And we are all called to accomplish something here on the face of this earth. You are not here, you were not born illegitimately, maybe to your parents, but excuse me, maybe you were born illegitimately to your parents, but not to God. Because God is the one that forms us in our mother's womb, and he places destiny within us. But I want to share with you in the next few minutes that to experience the dream, we must endure the nightmare. We cannot escape the nightmare. The nightmare will come. It may come once, it may come twice, it may come three times, I don't know. We're all different. But our destiny is the dream. Tell your neighbor, your destiny is the dream. God gives Abraham a, a, a destiny. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. And he starts to tell him, I'm going to make you a great nation. Your descendant is going to be great. And in verse 5, the last part, he says, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Look at verse 5. It says, and they set out, the last part of verse 5, and they set out for the land of Canaan. Then it has a comma. That comma is the process that we go through. In that comma is the nightmare that we will go through. But God had given him the dream. God had given him the vision. God had given him the word that he was going to be great. But three chapters later, Genesis 15, verses 13 and 14, it says, And God said to Abram, Know for sure that your descendants will be strangers the Amplified says, living temporarily in a land, Egypt, that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed for 400 years. In chapter 12, he gives them the dream, you're going to be great. But in chapter 15, now he tells them, your descendants, they're going to be slaves. You're going to go through oppression. You're going to go through a nightmare. But he refreshes him in verse 14. But on but on that nation whom your descendants will serve, I will bring judgment. And afterward, they will come out of that land with great possession. The dream is going to happen because they had set out to go to Canaan. But they're going to have to go through the comma first. They're going to make it. God told Israel, I'm going to give you this promise. And in that promise, there's going to be adversity. Church, in Genesis 37, Joseph has a dream. It says Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him. In verse 8, he tells them again, and they hated him even more because of his dream. In verse 11, says that his brothers were jealous of him because when you have a dream and you have a purpose from God, there will be some haters. Because vision and dream, church, is the key to life. 
Because where there's dreams, there's hope. And where there's hope, there's faith. And faith is the substance or the fulfillment of what we are hoping for. When you and I begin to act on our dream, on what God has showed us in our vision, that will stir up two groups of people. It will stir up one group that is going to help us and the other group that's going to hinder us. So we have those that will help us and we have those that will be against us. But at the same time, when we receive this vision or this dream from God, this call from God, and we know that it's God, at the same time that these two groups are are risen up, those are help and those are hinder, but internally, two other groups rise up. On one side, we have the call of God. We have the talents. We have the abilities. We have the anointing. But on the other side, we have fears. We have insecurity. We have past failures. We have generational curses that run from from, from generation to generation in our family. So we have these two groups. And now the question is, who am I going to walk with? To what side am I going to lean? If you're facing opposition, let me tell you, opposition is not a bad thing. Because usually opposition often proves that you are doing something significant with your life. And when you step out of what others expect you to be, they begin to see you as a problem. However, people who change the world, how many world changers do we have here? People who change the world have declared their independence from others' expectancies. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We all come from a dysfunctional family. There is not one perfect family. We all have some crazy cousin or uncle. And sometimes people don't believe in you because of your past or where you come from or where you were born. Nathaniel, when they told him that Jesus was from Nazareth, he said, what good thing can come from Nazareth? You know why he said that? Because Nazareth is a small basin. A small basin is, a, is like a, 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 a piece of land that extends, and it discharges water to rivers, lakes, and, and to the sea. Look at this. He says, what good thing can come out of there? It's just a small basin. But in that small basin has the power to discharge the water to a river, one size, to a lake, another size, and then to the sea. The seed that fell on good ground gave what? Gave fruit to 30, the river, to 60, the lake, and to 100, to the sea. So whatever town you were born in, whatever is your background, it's not what the people say. It's what God has already determined and has already placed within you. Another, another example is Jesus, when he one time spoke in, in Nazareth, they rejected his message. Jesus, from his birth, he was living in adversity. Adversity was surrounding him. 
But God can trust adversity with Jesus. The Father could trust adversity with you. The question is, can he trust adversity with you and me? Because in Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21, it talks about the multiplication of the, of the bread and the fish and the fishes. And, 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 and he, he feeds over 5,000 people. That finishes in verse 21. Verse 22, he sends the disciples. Jesus sends them into a storm, and Jesus goes to pray. Why is it that he sends those that had disciplined themselves to follow Jesus into a storm? Because he can trust them with the storm. He was preparing them. But the wonderful thing is that in the middle of the storm, Jesus was walking on the water. In the middle of the winds, Jesus was there. Letting them know that in your adversity, in your nightmare, I will be there. So it doesn't matter what trouble you're going through. I believe that your trouble is a pathway to triumph. That your pain is a pathway to, to, to a praise. That your mess is a pathway to the miraculous. Don't allow the nightmare to steal your dream. You have a purpose to fulfill. 2022, this is our year. I don't know what nightmare you may be living in, but the dream will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Our dream is a journey, and journeys involve movement, action, stops, starts, detours, delays, being taken into the unknown. God called Abraham to leave his past life, just to give you a few examples, at the age of 75 to embark on a journey. God called Moses from the burning bush to begin a new phase of his journey at the age of 80. God called the Israelites to leave Egypt and embark on a 40-year journey for personal transformation in the desert. God called David to leave the comforts of his job as a shepherd to conquer Goliath and to become king. God called Jeremiah to 50 to 40 years of difficult work, standing firm on God's values in the midst of rebellious people. God called the 12 disciples to transform them, to change the world, and to change others. The dream is twofold because it gives us a sense of destiny and it inspires us to reach it. But the nightmare is threefold. It's for God discovery, self-discovery, and to shut hell's mouth up. Why God discovery? The truth is the nightmare could last for a while. Whatever you're going through could last for a while. Dr. Barker said it well yesterday. The Lord led them. If you were not here, he said, the Lord led them into the wilderness. The Lord led them to the Red Sea. Why? Because it is God who chooses the length and the level of intensity of our nightmare. Oh. Because he has a unique purpose for each of us. God wants to clean our inner being. He needs to clean us out so he can infuse our lives with himself to complete his purpose. And self-discovery. You know, sometimes people want to reach the top without character. Charisma is what people say about me. 
but character is what the angels and God know about me. And it's great. We want to we want to climb up the ladder of success, but sometimes the ladder's on the wrong building. <laughs> We need, we need to be led by God. And he will lead us sometimes into the wilderness. Why? To process us, to, to form us. An uh, author by the name of Peter Scacero, in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spiritually, he said these words. He says, at some point in our journey, we will confront the wall, where the ancients called it the dark night of the soul. For most of us, the wall appears through a crisis that turns our world upside down. Just a few examples. It could come through a divorce, loss of a job, death of a family member a, a, or a friend, a cancer diagnosis, a bad church experience, betrayal, shattered dreams. It goes on and on and on. Different things that or different events that we have gone through that have just turned our world upside down. Look at Job. Now, do you think God is going to give us something that we cannot handle? If you feel that you are on the floor, if you feel that the nightmare is going to kill you, if you think Freddy Krueger is going to come and kill you, I have some news for you. If you are a child of God, washed in the blood of Jesus, Led by the Spirit of God, I could be on the floor. And my God says, my word says that if seven times a just man shall fall, seven times God will pick him up. I don't care what nightmare you're going through, but your dream will come to pass. You're going to make it to your Canaan. You know... Job had his world turned upside down. And I like, to, I, like, I like to say that God was pretty much bragging on Job. You know, Satan goes up to God and, yeah, yeah you haven't seen my, my man right there? He said, yeah, but. Why don't you allow me to just take a few things away from him and see if he'll still serve you? God was so sure about Job because Job didn't go through so that his life would be ruined. It was to shut Satan's mouth up. Because God to prove to Satan, he doesn't have to prove anything. He doesn't have to prove anything to Satan, but, but to prove to him that there's are, they are still somebody on earth that say, my Redeemer liveth no matter what I'm going through. That there's still someone like Joshua that say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Church, don't let your nightmare steal your dream. Tell somebody, your dream will come to pass. Jacob grabbed the stone and laid on that rock and had a dream. The question is, what are you laying your head on? Because that, when you have a dream from God, you can build on it. I believe that, that pillow, that pillow, that stone, that pillow became Jacob's pillar. 
Because when you have something from God, you can build on it. Because the dream is from God. John rested his head on the master's chest. And he gave us a revelation of 22 chapters. When we rest our head on Jesus, can you imagine the things that he will reveal to us? Listen, I want to encourage you. I'm about to. I'm about to close. Keep walking in your dream. Keep walking in your dream. And stop listening to the erroneous opinions of others. Don't make others' opinions your reality. Don't let Saul tell you that you can't defeat Goliath. Nightmares pop up everywhere. We've been, pretty much this planet has been dealing with a nightmare for the last two years with this COVID-19. And, you know, to be open with you, when I'm, I'm, I'm receiving all these phone calls, when this all started, pastors dying, leaders dying, friends dying, family, you know, people that we know. I mean, thousands upon thousands, and, and it's like I'm, I'm, I'm running this healing ministry. It's like, it's like almost the enemy saying, well, where, where's the, where are the miracles now? You know what I needed to do? I needed to fan my flame. I went into my archives of videos, and I started to watch the videos of God healing the sick and kept listening and listening and watching and watching and watching. And then I went to the scriptures, and I, I was like a madman in my room just declaring the word of God and then, then declaring, no, this dream is going to this dream will come to pass. I'm going to make it to my king. And you had to, had to keep going. And then when I finally the door opened for me to go out to preach, the very first healing was a man who had suffered a stroke. For two, ye two years, he had suffered a stroke. And for two years, he had his right side completely numb. And he's in our service. He, he was backslidden. He came to the service. He came up for prayer. I remember I just prayed for him and walked away. When I walked away, he fell under the power of God. And then I, I kept ministering. I don't know what happened. At the end of the service, I'm, I'm greeting the people. He comes up to me, and I had to interview him. Because he says, listen, I felt this warmth, like something just overtook me. My whole right side was numb. It was cold. I had this sling on. I took it off. He says, I, could, I didn't have feelings. He says, and now I have He grabbed my hand and almost broke my fingers. And that was just God reassured me. And I said, yeah, devil, yeah, the dream is going to come to pass. I'm not going to live in this nightmare because I have a dream to fulfill. Five more minutes, please. How many give me five more minutes? How many? Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. All right. Awesome. <laughs> I saw a preacher do that one time. You know, I said, I'm going to do it one day. <laughs> In Genesis 21, Abraham, you could read it on your own. It's from verses 14 through 18. But Abraham, he just sends Hagar away. And when he sends Hagar away, she goes with her son Ishmael. She gets to a point. There's no more water. She dropped her son by a bush and walked away because she didn't want to see him die. 
And as she's there crying and calling out to God, the boy is crying too. And in this verse, in verse 17, God heard the boy crying. She was crying. She was screaming. And the boy was crying. And the boy was screaming. But God heard the boy first. Watch where I'm going with this. And then the angel of God came to Hagar and said, what's going on? He says, do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying. He didn't say God has heard you crying. He said God has heard the boy crying. And then, verse 18, lift the boy up. Take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. That boy represents your dream. And many people have dropped their dream. And the reason I know that your dream is of the way you know that your dream is from God is because God hears the dream crying. God hears the voice of the dream. And then God is so merciful, he says, hey, Remember what I told you? Remember the prophetic word I gave you? Remember what I showed you when you were this age? Remember this? You, you, why did you put that aside? I could hear it crying. It says, go back, pick it up, pick up your dream. So today, I want you to, I don't know what you're going through. Grab your dream. Maybe you close it in some closet or, or just put it aside. Grab that dream and say, you know what, God, forgive me. I'm going to bring it and sustain it right now. I'm going to lift it up in the name of Jesus. And this dream will come to pass. Because I'm not going to allow the nightmare to steal my dream. Church, God had a dream also. And that was the church. That was the church. And Jesus said that the gates of hell would not prevail against that church. He was crucified. He rose on the third day. He ascended. Fifty days later. The church was birthed. Whatever your purpose is here on earth, I'm here to tell you that in that dream, you know, something happened last night. Something happened last night that has paved the way for the supernatural. I mean, when, when Dr. Barker says, you're going to, and this is the way I took it, you're going to seal this word with your, with your seed. I had, I had some cash. I put it up front, and I, I was waiting for them. I said, nah, that's, that, that's, not, that's not how I want to seal this. And I, I, that's, and I, I waited until the, they put it on the, on the screen, and I was able to send it through text. Thank God for technology. But the reason why I say this is because tomorrow's first fruits. Something started last night. And I want you to pray tonight because your, your first fruit is wrapped up in that dream. And I believe God is not just going to open one door. 
He's not going to open two doors. It's going to be like when Paul and Silas were in the, in the prison, and they were praying, right, and they were, lift, they, were, they were praising God. He didn't open not one door. He didn't open two. He opened all the doors, and all the chains were broken. I believe last night when that was pierced, hallelujah, chains are going to be broken all weekend, all weekend. And when you bring your first fruits, I believe that whatever's been holding your finances is going to break. And not one door is going to open, but a whole bunch of doors are going to open because you are not going to allow the nightmare to steal your dream. Stand to your feet. Father, I give you praise. Father, I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I believe that we need to praise God in advance. I heard one preacher one time when he was praying. I love that he said, this is years ago. He says, God, your credit is good with us, so I'll praise you now and you can do it later. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> so we're going to praise him right now. We're going to celebrate right now. Don't worry about the results. He's got it taken care of. So to God be the glory. To God. Come on, sing with me. Be the glory. To God be the glory for the things he has done with his blood. Come on, church. He has saved me with his power. God has raised me. Give him the glory to God. Be the glory for the things he has done. Come on, with all your strength to God. To God. Be the glory. With his blood. Come on, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. With his power, he has raised to God be the glory. How great, how is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great. 
Listen, we have just a few minutes, but I'm feeling the power of God right now. I have a faith tonight that is supernatural. That anything can happen. All I need is one person to agree with me. If you come and touch my hand right now, right now, I'm not a mystical person, but there's an anointing right now. I'm going with scripture says, if two shall agree, if two shall touch, if somebody can come right now, if you're sick, whatever you're going through, whatever your nightmare is, if you come right now to the front and you touch my hand and just receive what's yours in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and as you touch, just raise your hands and praise the Lord, hallelujah, right now in the name of Jesus, receive it in Jesus' name, receive it in Jesus' name, receive it in Jesus' name. That's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Sing with me how great. Come on, receive your healing. Receive your miracle. Receive right now. The windows of heaven open up right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Restore these bones, these muscles, these joints in the name of Jesus. Sing with me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, it is done. It is done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now, thank you, Father God. Lift those hands. Lift those hands. Lift those hands and worship him. Worship him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! How great! Come on, sing it, church! Sing with me, how great! How great! Hallelujah! Come on, lift your hands and let's just thank him. Let's just thank him. Say how great, how great, how great. I agree with you all right now. Whatever it is, I agree with you. According to God's will, in Jesus' name, let it be so, according to your faith. Right now, I agree with you. I agree with you, in Jesus' name. How great is our God. Pastor Fabian, Drs. Barkers, Pastor Angel, come here. Stand right here, please. I just sense an anointing coming over you for this year. Right now. Church, stretch your hands forth right now. Jennifer, please, come right here. Where? Come here, come here. Pastor John, Pastor John, come, Pastor John. Where's Valeria? Pastor Valeria, come, come. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. The Lord just showed me an experience I had many years ago. 
I was in the city of Cleveland, state of Ohio. Just finished a service, and I'm in my room, and I felt like I was losing strength. I fell to my knees. It was like being pulled from me. And the Lord was showing me. He spoke to me. He says, I'm letting you feel what many of my ministers are feeling. Now he says, but watch what I am sending. And I saw this wave. I saw this wave of oil. It was gold. It was shiny, just lifted up like this. And it just came over me. When that came over me, I stood up and I had this strength. It was a supernatural strength. And he says, and the Lord told me, he says, there are going to be places where I'm going to send you. It's not every place. There are going to be places where I'm going to send you. And you're going to pray for ministers because I'm going to send a fresh anointing over their ministry. God is about to do a change of oil right now in your lives. Because 2022, there's a great move of God. And you are part of this move. So as you stretch your hands up, church, stretch your hands to these men and women of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, and at the same time, we pray for the worship team. They are part of this also. Father, right now, the oil that they have, remove it and put new oil right now, Father God. The psalmist said it, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Father God, let that oil, pour in that oil until their cup runs over. And as their cup runs over, let it go, Father God, to minister through the cities and towns and nations. Father, right now, fill them with this new anointing for, that you have for them for this year. I thank you for not just making a way, for making financial ways. Right now, Lord, I lay my hands over your servants, Father God, right now, and I declare it done. I declare it done in the name of Jesus.